Welcome to episode 22 of Collector's Quest. Today Kat and I talk to 16-Bit from Instagram. You might be familiar with him from the hashtag 16-Bit Selfie that went around not so long ago. It was to get him to show us his face, and now he talks to us. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Kat, here with Johnny. Hey Kat, how's it going? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good today. You're doing pretty good? Is the weather better there than it is here? Well, the weather is bad for Southern California, but good for everywhere else. Okay, well, it's not just you and I. I can have somebody who sympathizes with your not-California weather, because we have a guest today. Oh yeah, who do we have on with us? Today, we have a collector from Toronto, Cam, who's 16-bit. Oh, on Instagram? Yeah. And that's, uh, we should clarify, it's not like 1-6, it's 16 spelled out, right? Yes, underscore, bit. Okay, Okay, so I guess we should say hello. Hey, Cam, how's it going? Very good, thanks. How's it going with you guys? I'm good. Cat? No, not too bad, a little cold. (laughs) Uh, Is it cold in Toronto as well? We... We are like half a weather podcast. I'm sure all of our viewers hate it. We always start out with uh, the disparity in weather. It's like the most trivial, boring thing to anyone else but us. But go ahead. How's your weather? It's, you know what? It's not bad today. Um, We're above freezing, which is always nice. Um, So the snow is melting. Uh, We had a hell of a snowstorm on Tuesday, and it's it's all melting away right now, which is wonderful. That's always a good thing. It means spring is coming, which means more places to find gaming and yard sales. Yeah, that's exactly it. It gets pretty dry here during the winter. Yeah, so for what you don't understand, Johnny, is our weather is crappy here in the winter, so that means we're kind of more limited to the outdoor game hunting experiences. Oh, uh, well, I hate the outdoors pretty much, so, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't bother with that anyways. I, uh, if you've seen me, which you have, I, I'm pale. And uh, that's that's a choice, <laughs> you know. I've I've made it an endeavor of mine as to to stay as pale as possible. So you're really fitting into that whole I don't leave my video game haven ordeal. If, the, if there was a basement, I'd be in it. That's like, <laughs> wow. but we're in Cali- we're in California, so there there aren't basements. Though I get told I'm a a basement nerd quite often. Uh, basement nerd, live with my mom, virgin. I get that a lot. <laughs> well. It's All not, right, then. Whatever works. Uh, well, I don't know if it works. I mean, I'm, I'm one, married, two, don't own a basement. Uh, three, I mean, I don't know if I'm, I guess I'm pretty nerdy, but uh, I have a social life, so. These things are just cruel, cruel insults people like to lob at me because I am a stereotype. I, I look I look like every gaming nerd you've ever seen, uh, which is fine with me. I'm, I'm chubby, I've got a goatee, and I wear glasses. It, and I probably have a video game shirt on, so I don't really fault anyone. I mean, I, I look the part, so I might as well embrace it. Oh, whatever works. You've got a good collection, so I don't think anybody can uh, <laughs> can yeah. say anything otherwise. No, I, I you know, I I never take any of that to heart. Uh, insults from the internet are, are the least of my concerns. Well, that's fair. But on a lighter note, let's, uh, as opposed no, no, to let's, your... No, let's, no, let's stay serious. Um, let's stay serious about Johnny's <laughs> stereotypical gaming. Yeah, Cam, I know we brought you here, but really I just want to talk about me a lot. So, no, absolutely. Let's move on and let's talk to Cam. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I'm interested good. to know, obviously, um, what... You know, what made you love gaming? Because I know some people start later in life, some people start from a kid. So what made you absolutely fall in love with gaming? Um, some of my earliest memories are of gaming, specifically playing on a uh, Atari 2600. Um, games like Vanguard, um, Mega Mania, Adventure will like immediately come to mind. Um, I've been gaming since I was in diapers, literally. So it's definitely a natural thing for you to have done throughout your life. So obviously that was a natural leeway for you to start collecting. Yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't start collecting until later in life, maybe when I was just maybe about 21, 22, 23 years old. I, um, I dug out my old, uh, Super Nintendo 
and uh, I had a few uh, RPGs uh, kicking around still, like Chrono Trigger, uh, Secret of Evermore, and I just said, you know what, I'm going to pick up a bunch of my old favorite games, so I ended up doing that, uh, like Final Fantasy 2, Final Fantasy 3, um, like Soul Blazer, and I, I got them for relatively cheap, because at that time, no one gave a damn about uh, Super Nintendo. And then I kind of put it away for a while. I, um, I I bought a Nintendo Wii when it was brand new. I ended up waiting in line for it at like 4 in the morning on a brisk December, uh, November morning, rather, sorry. And uh, it was a lot of virtual console from there, because I could play a lot of my old favorites just for, you know... Two, three, uh, like five dollars for an uh, NES game, uh, you know, eight dollars for uh, a Super Nintendo game. Uh, but um, I don't know. Later on, I just wanted to that hardware, right? Like, not nothing, nothing beats having that NES controller in your hand or you know whatever console it may be. And um, so yeah, I ended up finding my old Nintendo, which didn't really work. Uh, I needed a new 72 pin connector, so I did that on my own, uh, disabled the lockout chip on my own, and lo and behold, I popped in my old copy of Tetris and it fired right up, so that was kind of the start of it, and that might have been about five years ago now, and at the time, I had just a couple consoles, my NES, my SNES still from childhood, and nothing really in between, I still had my, my Wii, of course, at the time, and, uh, yeah, from there it's been, uh, an explosion of games. Um, I have, I don't even know, like 17 different consoles right now. And, um, just, uh, under 600 games between all those. Um, it's not the biggest collection, definitely not in terms of, uh, flat out numbers, but I tend to go for a, a quality over quantity, uh, philo- uh, philosophy with my collecting. Um, yeah, there, there may be a couple of consoles I only have a handful of games for, under 20, but they're, you know, really good games that I always, you know, want to play for that console, or maybe a game that just really, uh, really shone on that particular, uh, particular console. That's really neat. So you kind of collect for each console in a, a curated way, as opposed to necessarily being like, I need to have a set for this and this and this. It's, I want to have this because it, it has a sentimental value or, you know, it's really cool or it shows what the, the console can do, which that's kind of neat. Yeah, that's that sums it up in a nutshell, Kat. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm by no means a completionist or have any uh, any real drive to try to be one. Um Johnny, I know you are. Yeah. Um, it's not cheap, no. and uh, I, I just kind of, you know, like to have a bit of variety. Um, yeah. You play a lot of retro games too, right? So it's not just that you're uh, having a curated collection, but you buy a lot of games that you want to play for these systems. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm not really big on uh, like complete and box collecting for that very reason. I'd rather just you know grab a few games that I'm gonna pop it and be able to enjoy than, um, you know, having a great-looking shelf. Yeah, I think that's really neat. Yeah, Kat, Kat plays... Kat kind of has, has like, a, a mixed collection because she's got a lot of cart stuff but then some box stuff. And me, I don't even want to play games. I just want them to look so good on the shelf. <laughs> and they look great on your shelf, no, Johnny. <laughs> no, thanks. No, people, people, they do think that they're like, yeah, you just... You just put them on a shelf, you never play them. I'm like, well, no, of course I don't play every game I ever bought because, I mean, I have a lot of games. But I, I do play a lot of I do play a lot of video games, a lot of retro games. You don't want to play Barbie uh, all the I, time? Uh, you know, I own probably 12 different Barbie games, and I've played <laughs> wow. I've played two or three of them. And were they all bad? Yeah, yeah, especially Horse and Ride Adventure for the Xbox. Oh, my like, God. Really not a quality game. You know, there's like five of them. At, we're derailing this from Cam, but there's five different ones on the GBA, I think. Maybe even six. I was looking at them. And I had to stop myself from buying them the other day. Okay, so Johnny collects in a different format in which the Barbie games are really important. I like series. So if you're going to have one, you might as well have the block. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I guess that's kind of like a curated way. Curate it with Barbie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I don't have a good retort to that. We'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with collecting across the board and all these different systems, is there like, do you have a favorite, whether it be I, this is my favorite um, to kind of pick up games for because it's nostalgic, but this is my favorite to play. Or is there just one system that for you is like an end all be all or is that imp- an impossible task? No, no, definitely. Um, NES and SNES have always been like my systems, right? Very, very close to my heart, so to speak. I love picking up anything for either of them, whether it just be a filler title or, or a heavy hitter, right? And, or anything in between. Um, but something that's new to me and uh, new to a lot of people in general who are collecting is the Turbo Graphics. Um, I never played one as a kid. The first time I played a Turbo Graphics was when I got one for Christmas three years ago. And I, I find it to be a really, really fun system both to play and to collect for. Yeah, the Turbo is amazing. It, it is, uh, I, I've wavered whether to even go down that road several times just because, one, it's kind of hard to collect for. Uh, not just the volume of games isn't what it is for, like, you know, Super Nintendo or NES. But then, you know, the varying levels of completion, you know, whether it's just the Hue card, whether it's, you know, that and the case, and some of the cases didn't have, like, the little, uh, the label on the spine, and then some of them didn't come in the, in the cardboard boxes, so, uh, you know, part of that, part of my OCD has been like, mm, maybe just avoid, uh, <laughs> because I'm not sure how to put it on a shelf. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. Yeah. No, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I do have, I do have a few, and there are some really good games, like, um, for the CD portion of it, the only way you can play Beyond Shadowgate is on the Turbo Graphics. Right. Oh. Yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Turbo Graphics is kind of a, a neat thing. I kind of like when there's, but I feel like with most people, I should say, there's parts of the collection that they have because it's nostalgic. But then there are things that we find as we start collecting that we're like, oh, we've never played this, and it turns into something that we want to have more and more of. I think that uh, that that really sums up for the Turbo Graphics. I think a lot of people um, never played a Turbo as a kid. They would have been playing a you know a Super Nintendo or or Genesis around that time frame, and then uh, now they're discovering this awesome third choice that you know nobody really went with and uh, really enjoying it. Yeah, that's a that's a good way of putting it. It's something I certainly never never played when I was younger, not something that I'd ever really heard about. I I remember hearing about it. Um I don't think I ever saw one in a store even. But uh you know, through the gaming magazines and you know, you see ads um about it here and there, right? Even uh even later on with the Turbo C D and the Turbo Duo would make their ways into uh the magazines, but as for seeing one in real life, uh, n- never. Yeah, um, the duo, I never saw, I, I had no idea about the duo until I started looking into Turbo Graphics stuff about oh, six or seven years ago, and um, that's when I got a Turbo Duo. And there's a whole story that goes along with how I got a Turbo Duo. Um, we'll, we'll save it for another episode, but I love that. But if you own one, you should get it recapped. Yeah, um, they're not the most reliable console over time, unfortunately. Same with the uh, Turbo Express, for that matter. They they just haven't stood up since the test of time. No, the, if you have a Turbo Express and the sound works on it, uh, kudos to you. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you are in the uh, select few where that's still going on. There are people who do fix them, though, and the recapping on a Turbo Duo isn't uh, that expensive. And if you're going to get like a combo system... The Turbo Duo is uh, way more space efficient than trying to get the Turbo Graphics and then adding on the CD to it and then having to have like the CD boot disk. You know, it just uh, comes a mess. Yeah. yeah, I know it's something that uh, John's dying to have one. <laughs> a Duo? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I I love it, but uh, the minute you get it, just go recap it or it's going to explode. <laughs> it's going to explode. It just leaves a big hole in my game room. <laughs> Pretty much. Takes yeah, everything I mean, out with it. <laughs> I would cry. As long as it doesn't touch the NES stuff, we'll be fine. <laughs> That's my baby. So aside from Turbo, what anything else recently that in your collecting that you've started to get into? Because I know, uh, as we touched on, you, know, you collect across the board. So what else have you 
found um, that maybe you didn't have as a kid that you've started to collect for? Uh, the Genesis. I didn't have a Genesis as a kid. Um, I had a I had a couple of good friends who who did, as I'm sure we all did, right? Um, so you know you play it at their place. Actually, I had one buddy who even had a Sega CD, which was unheard of at the time. But um, largely, the Genesis library is uh, very unknown to me, simply because I was a Nintendo kid. So just getting into that now, uh, later on in my life, I, I actually had the Turbo before I, I had a Genesis, which sounds uh, uh, utterly ridiculous. But uh, that's just the way um, that's just the way it uh, turned out. Uh, I'm I'm starting to enjoy it. Um, my biggest critique, just you know, being the sound of the Genesis, is not anywhere near the SNES sound and that's actually been a really important thing to me ever since I was a kid is was good sound I used to love the Final Fantasy games for their uh for their awesome soundtracks and fortunately the Genesis doesn't doesn't stand up in that sense but I mean the gameplay of some of the games is just awesome it has some excellent platformers yeah great console Genesis yeah and that's uh that's kind of interesting that you had the turbo before that that uh that's something i don't think many people can say <laughs> i had a 3do before i had a genesis which is even worse i guess oh my god <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean if if you're gonna split hairs over systems you know the 3do definitely does not stand up <laughs> no it really doesn't um i i can't tell you the last time i turned it on then don't bother you probably don't ever need to turn it on again what a horrible system there's really not much there. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a couple good games for it. Uh, to call it a total waste of space is is uh, accurate. Uh, back, okay, <laughs> it's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I, there's going to be like three duo players who are like these guys are jerks, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. I, you know, I, I have the duo. I have played it. It's not. It's not as bad as say the Panasonic CDI which might be the worst video game console I've ever played. But, um, 3DO has, has a few things, but I feel like a lot of those games, too, uh, due to you know not being as successful, um, a lot of the, their best games got ported over. That's not true. There's a few that we, we missed. Johnny, I got, I got to cut you off. Um, you said Panasonic CDI? Oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> I, did. I said Panasonic CDI on it. Philips. Uh, Philips CDI. <laughs> you were right with the P, though. Yeah. Close it's... enough. <laughs> Both waste of space. <laughs> okay, so, yes, the Philips CDI is probably uh, worse than the 3DO if we're going to talk about worst game systems. Um, I don't I don't know what even that system had that got ported over for other systems. Most, most good games got a port, like we said. A few didn't. But overall... Um, I don't know as a collector why one would want to pick it up unless it's sheer completionism. And uh, as someone who completes a lot of sets, I, I'm not even interested at all. And as far as someone who is also a gamer, a lot of the games don't stand up. So, you know, I have trouble with both of those systems because, one, I, I don't want – there's no collector's appeal. Two, I also don't want to play the games that are available. Yeah. Um, the games the games suck and uh, they're expensive as hell, so – what what do you really have to to offer there? Yeah, um, a pass, a pass for me, cat. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, no. <laughs> so sorry, uh, fans of those systems, but uh, we don't agree with you. We uh, <laughs> we can't make everybody happy. No, and I I you know I don't want to make you guys happy. I'm, uh, my apologies, but you know there are so many good games in the world. Why are you wasting your times over on those systems? Just yeah. come come to the light. I, be it Genesis or Super Nintendo or a modern console, just man, I love games, and I so people playing bad games is a crime. Just yeah. avoid it. <laughs> don't don't hold your breath for a uh, Wand of Gamelon HD remix anytime soon. <laughs> oh man, that is the dream, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Faces of evil, here I come. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then, speaking of better games and better yes. game consoles. Please. <laughs> um, you know, going back to some of your favorites to collect for kind of being, you know, like NES and SNES, do you have a favorite or top few favorite games for each one? Uh, well, for oh. SNES, my RPGs, um, Final Fantasy 2 and 3, which of course were 4 and 6, respectively, um, Chrono, Trigger, 
Secret of Mana, Secret of Evermore. Uh, Soul Blazer is a really big favorite of mine. Um, a early release too. Very good, uh, like RPG hack and slash if you haven't played it. Um, obviously, SNES has its share of amazing platformers. You know, Super Mario World, of course. Um, Castlevania, uh, sorry, Super Castlevania 4 is just an utterly fantastic game all around. Uh, Super Metroid, uh, the Mega Man games on the uh, SNES are all uh, awesome. Uh, for the NES, um, obviously the three Mario games. Uh, Dr. Mario is a big favorite of mine. I, I still play regularly with uh, friends, um, Dr. Mario, um, like two-player competitively. Not competitively, you know what I mean. <laughs> and, um, of course, there's the Mega Man games on the NES. I mean, just too many to mention. NES is a great console. So you have lots of favorites for each system, definitely, then. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Sometimes some people have are like a definite favorite, and some people have a handful, and some people are like, there's just too many to, it's, to list. It's, yeah, exactly. There's too many to list. Um, the one thing that usually remains consistent is being my favorite game of all time, uh, Final Fantasy 3 or, or 6. Um, but anything under that can change with the with the wind. Yeah, I think that's fair. And because we're both in Canada, I would like to talk about that lovely red Mattel logo. (laughs) Just because um, I know I get a lot of questions and comments and like, ah, that's really cool. So it does like I know some people who are in Canada want to have the the Canadian version with the Mattel logo and not. Does it matter to you or do you have to have both or you don't care? It's cool if it's there. It's cool if it's not. Yeah, it's. It's cool if it's there. It's cool if it's not. Um, I gotta be. I gotta be honest. I don't have any NES games in a box to show off that logo. Okay, uh, well that's fair. Yeah, truthfully. Um, actually, Cat, the, uh, the what tipped me off the, the first the reason I knew you were from Canada when I saw your when I saw your Instagram was um, you had games that had. Um, like French and English on it. Yes. On the on the box, which you know obviously wouldn't have been around anywhere else in the world, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a clear indication of where I am. Especially anytime I post a picture up of black box games, um, most of my black box games are French and English on them, so it's a pretty clear yeah. indication. Though I do get the odd person that's like, "Is that pal?" Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because they, they, yeah, they think like maybe a, a European game. Yeah, but yeah. some people friggin' hate that Mattel logo. I know, I know, Johnny's okay with it. Oh yeah, I I really like the Mattel logo. I think it looks awesome. I would like to have uh, a black box set somewhere down the line. I like an additional one that's just the Canadian ones. When you've run out of other things to collect. Yep. So whenever, <laughs> whenever down that time left. comes, uh, yeah, it's definitely not important. I try to prioritize uh, things that I don't have any of in my collection first. Yeah, that makes sense. But I just wanted to touch on that because I always get the, you know, the few questions about it and stuff like that. It was like, well, this is a good time because there's another Canadian collector on. <laughs> uh, quick question. Uh, go Going back to the Super Nintendo RPGs, because uh, I'm a big RPG guy, especially on the Super Nintendo, because I grew up playing them and that's where, you know, I fell in love with them. Um, yeah, same well, here. I mean, NES too, but... Um, Primarily on Super Nintendo. Did you uh, did you get a chance to play? Uh, and I'm probably going to butcher the name, but Terranigma. Oh no, I did not. Because that's, no, uh, that's... Sorry, part of. I was going to say it's part of the Soul Blazer series, I think. Yes, right? yeah, I know it is. Um, yeah, it's just nothing I got a, got around to yet. I, down the road, I'd like to pick up like a repro of it, and uh, you know, it's 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 on the list for sure. But you know, there's there's things a bit higher. Yeah, I mean, you can grab um, a UK copy because it was released there, so there are English copies available. Um, but or you can grab a repro if that's easier. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. In fact, I enjoyed that whole series. Yeah, um, same. Um, my biggest gripe with uh, Illusion of Gaia is that you can't go back and like uh, you know explore areas you've already been to, and that that always kind of bothered me. You know, once you miss something, it's gone, and you can't go back and get it. That that was one little thing that bothered me about that game. Otherwise, I mean, it was all there. The story, the uh, the gameplay. It was it was just a it was a great game. Yeah, um, I feel a little underrated still. Like I feel people 
I'm fully quite embraced it the way they should. I mean, I feel like that's started to pick up in the last couple of years, but I feel like uh, largely it was ignored, or not ignored, but, uh, you know, everyone was just, they wanted to talk about Final Fantasy first, right, or Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Um, you know, those were everyone's go-tos, but I felt like this game was uh, off to the side and a little underappreciated. I remember um, I, it was probably either 1999 or or 2000 because I would have been in uh, in grade 12 at the time. I went to a local Zellers, and they had a stack of Illusion of Guys just sitting on the shelf, and they were like 9.97 each, you know, still in the shrink, big brand new games. And I remember thinking to myself, should I just buy all of them? Like, were these gonna things gonna be worth money down the road? And I didn't. I bought one. I ripped it open, played it, lost the box, of course. Typical. And it's one of those things I still think about this day and want to smack myself in the head. Yeah. If only we knew what we know, knew yeah. then what we know now. Yeah, for real. I, I used to hide like my video game boxes from my mom so that she wouldn't throw them out after you know a couple months. Yeah, after a couple months after you get a new game, your mom's like, Oh, are you done with this box yet? Have you read the manual yet? Yeah, you know how to play it, and it's gone. Like, uh, no, no, mom, don't throw it out. And the next thing you know, it's in a recycling bin. Oh. So uh, there's a there's a couple boxes I actually literally hid from when I was a kid, <laughs> and uh, they survived somehow. That's amazing. So you still have them now? Yeah, yeah. That that's pretty awesome. I would like to see a picture of those the the ones that survived the purge. Oh yeah, <laughs> might be uh, something for Instagram for sure. Yeah, that's amazing, because I, I think that there are a lot of people who are kind of in the same boat. They have some things from when they were younger, but not as much as we'd like to have, or pieces that we didn't keep and stuff like that. Yeah, I pretty much have uh, just my original Super Nintendo, and then like three games um, for that. And that was, uh, I, I don't even know how I managed to hold on to those. I guess it's kind of a testament to how attached I was to my Super Nintendo, that uh, through everything and every move, like, uh, you know, it didn't get packed. It stayed, like, in a backpack on my body. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> held on to it. The only thing I have kicking around is my N64, no box, unfortunately, and, you know, a handful of games, but that's it, unfortunately, not not much. Yeah, um, pretty much same thing here. Um, when I found my old uh, dusty NES, you know, buried in a, box in the basement there was like two games with it tetris uh super mario 3 and sorry three games tetris mario 3 and back to the future because i could never get rid of tetris and mario 3 and nobody wanted to take back to the future oh well, that's fair <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fair i can see that but yeah. it's, it's still something you had at least right yeah yeah exactly right um but yeah unfortunately you know not a lot survived from that era uh, you, you know, when I started collecting again um, getting back my childhood games was a big focus yeah starting with the things that are, are nostalgic I think that there's a lot of people that kind of collect that way you want to kind of relive those memories yeah absolutely that's uh, that's a big part of the uh, the hobby I guess you know uh, taking a trip down memory lane and uh you know, discovering something uh, something new along the way. Yeah, and then you kind of get hooked, and you're like, well, I need more of this, and I need more of this. Oh, and it'd be cool to have this, and oh, I didn't yeah. know about that. Like, it just, I feel like once you get sucked in, that that's it. Yeah, it's it's deadly, and, you know, we've all seen prices are just rising, uh, rising, rising. Right now, um, Kat and I know this pain. We're north of the border, and our dollar's not the greatest right now. Oh, no, it's terrible. Yeah, so, you know, buying stuff through the border is, uh, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> you really have to want, like, I, I really have to want something on eBay to justify the exchange rate and the import fees. Yes, absolutely. And the shipping. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, a game that's free to ship uh, within the States is somehow $30 to ship to Canada. Um, not really sure how, how that's a thing, but, yeah, and then the, uh, the import fees is, is uh, another big thing 
you're paying, I don't even know how much they are, but like, it's like another 20 bucks on every 100 bucks you spend on the game is an import fee, and then you gotta convert that, and it's bad. It's all bad. Yeah, it gets expensive. It used to be nice to be able to, you know, go on eBay, our dollar was pretty much on par, and there wasn't yeah. really this import fee thing, and it was great to find games, which would be nice now, because it is it is definitely harder to find things. So you got it good in the States there, Johnny. You should just order stuff from Canada. It'll be cheap. <laughs> well, well, shipping is still kind of... Oh, uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, shipping is still kind of a pain in the ass from Canada. But, yeah, uh, and, you know, it's not like anyone in Canada is going, well, I'm going to sell it for what the Canadian dollar is at. And you know, no. you guys put it at American prices, which I, I don't fault anyone. So I don't actually get any uh, bargain deals from Canada. Uh, I don't have it nearly as bad as you guys. I'm not complaining. But there used to be a time when, you know, you used to be able to find things back and forth from Canada or the U.S. and be like, oh, it's all, you know, it's reasonable. And, uh, you know, now I feel like it's, like I said, worse for you guys. But I feel like it's just a resource that everybody lost. When You know, you guys lost being able to buy from here. We've been kind of uh, inhibited as well. Uh, You know, and I'm not... I'm not, a, you know, into the trade laws or anything or or why all this happened, but I don't love it. No, no, it would be nice for the dollars to come up closer to par. I enjoyed being able to purchase things on eBay. Well, I here here's my strategy for you, you guys. Um, everyone in Canada, here's what I want you to do. Don't buy anything on eBay. Just stop. You kind of have to anyways, unless it's in Canada. So every time you see something from the U.S., though, just take whatever that import fee would be and then save it. Just keep saving it. Do that for a year and then go to something like uh, the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Buy a plane ticket and then you can uh, buy everything there. You save that money and then purchase all your games there in one big one big clump. And then you get to uh, meet other people in the community, which is also a bonus. And no import fees. Right. <laughs> It just uh, just baggage fees. Yeah. yeah, just just keep it under the customs limit for how long you've been in the states, and you're fine. Yeah. So also, I'm trying to get everyone uh, to Portland this year for like some kind of Instagram meetup. So I have ulterior motives. Okay. Well, that's fair. I, I can understand that. I like a good plan. <laughs> yeah. So you know, embrace it and uh, start saving those. I don't. I don't know what they call. It. They're not pennies there, so. What, what do you guys have? We don't have pennies anymore. Yeah, so, we do. They're not worth anything. Like, they're not used. Yeah. Well, the the phrase is save those pennies. So, so like, yeah. what is that no longer applies to Canada. So, what do you guys save? Well, we could save loonies, which are $1 coins. And we could save toonies, which are $2 coins. Then we have $5 bills. And they, they kind of go up the same from that. <laughs> yeah, just, man, Canadian money. I'm sorry, Canada. You don't like our rainbow money? Uh, you know, I kind of do, but not for the right reasons. It's great. You can wash it. Nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. It, it One, it's weirdly plastic. Two, they're called loonies and toonies. The two, like toonie, makes sense to me. It's like, oh, well, because it's two. Looney does not make sense to me because it like, makes me think of a bathroom or Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Well, you know, we used to have $2 bills a long time ago. Yeah, I we, remember them when I was younger. Yeah, we used to have $2 bills, too. Um. But Oh, well, I guess, see, that's not so bad. So we just need to save our rainbow Monopoly colored money and various odd named coins to go to Portland. <laughs> right. That's what I want you to do. Okay. That's a just of it. <laughs> it doesn't quite have the same ring as save those pennies, but we'll make it work. Okay. We'll, we'll go with it. It will be a lot prettier than a picture of pennies because it'll be colorful. Fair. Yeah. I'm good with it. I like it. <laughs> I have no comment to any of this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just like, uh, well, so Cam agrees. He's coming to Portland and he's saving his rainbow money. And since he doesn't want to comment, he there's no take back, so you can't. Uh, oh my <laughs> god, what are we in preschool? Wow. Absolutely, yep, that's that's absolutely correct. These are my games, and those are your games. Don't touch my games. Also, there's a line. I've divided it. You're not allowed to cross the line. This is my space. Space. <laughs> well, at least everybody's got a good sense of humor tonight. <laughs> yep, I think it's the fever talking. Or in your case, I guess late afternoon. Yeah, it's only it's not it's not even dark. Oh, okay, well it's dark here. <laughs> yeah. Dark here too. <laughs> so back on track. Um I'm collecting right now. So you've mainly you said focus like on the RPGs and stuff. Is that um for Super Nintendo and Nintendo? Now do you pick up RPGs across 
all the systems or just specifically once you want to play or do you do you lean towards those at all i yeah with rpgs i try to pick up what i'm going to play um the problem with that being you know it, it takes a while to to go through an rpg right it's not like it's not like a platformer you can you can whip through a platformer pretty quickly and you know for the most part get all it has to offer um not exactly the same case with an RPG. Playing through uh, Lufia right now for the first time on uh, on SNES. Another another great game from that era, which I never played as a kid. And um, after that, Twilight Princess HD is on the uh, on the menu. And after that, like what it's going to be, going to be in the middle of April, right? It just it takes it takes time to go through some of these games, right? Um, uh, what's it called? Skies, Skies of Arcadia on Dreamcast is one I, I really, 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 really want to get to, but it's just, you know, it's a matter of time, right? Well, I think it's harder to get older and you're like, no, there's just not enough time to play games. <laughs> you got a job and you're married and, you know, this and that. Um, yeah, you're lucky to squeeze in like a couple hours a day, realistically. Oh, yeah, there's, um, I work a lot too, so there, yeah, you know, I love RPGs, but I don't have, 45 hours to dump into a game most yeah. of the time that sometimes more than up. that yeah i mean like i think my final fantasy 7 has like 80 hours in it or something and then my dragon warrior 7 on playstation i think my save file is at like 90 hours wow yeah i uh i played to be fair i played that game i got really sick i had something kind of like mono not exactly but a bacterial infection that pretty much kept me bedridden for like three weeks and that was my game at that time what else to do, right? Yeah, I was like, all right, well, I'm stuck in this chair and I can't really do anything. So I would, I would play it, but I was so exhausted, I would just like fall asleep with it on, and then I'd like <laughs> wake up and be like, all right, just continue, I guess. I mean, it's an RPG, so you're not like nothing's really killing you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you're just like, oh, I would guess I was in the middle of this battle. Kill some slime and uh, move on. <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, what else are you gonna do when you're sick, right? Yeah, I was in the military at the time. They weren't really thrilled with it either. It was their fault that I got the sickness, so screw them. <laughs> and you caught up on your gaming. Like, as bad as it is to get sick as an adult, I'm like, yes, I can catch up. I can play things. Yeah, I. Uh, we, we talked about that last week, how, how uh, well, as long as I'm not, like, stuck throwing up or anything, at least I can game. Yeah, yeah, there's just not enough time. I wish I had more time for it. Like, I make time, but I wish I had more time. Yeah, damn life. <laughs> you get older, <laughs> but that, I mean, you have a really nice game room, and it's great, but it, it's nice to play that. And, I, you know, I, I do play my games, just unfortunately not as often as I would like to. Maybe someday. <laughs> well, that's what retirement's for, right? Yeah, <laughs> then I'll be, you know, I guess, right at what else are we supposed to do? Uh, I actually don't know what retired people do. Um, I can't really imagine being retired, so I just assume they play shuffleboard, and uh, go on walks. Well, my mother-in-law had our SNES for the last little while, so she she was playing video games. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, you know, you could still be retired and play video games. Oh, I, I, I know when I'm retired, that's what I'm going to do. But there's a generational gap there, right? <laughs> you're like, I'm, no, no, you're just totally going to play shuffleboard. Yeah, uh, well, it looks like fun, to be fair. Um, I'd try it out. I'd probably get too competitive, though, and like, try and join a league, and then I'd be arguing with people. I know how I am. Safe for just to play RPGs. Are you one of those people you shouldn't play, like, Dr. Mario with? Uh, I am someone you should watch play Dr. Mario, um, but not for the reasons you're thinking. Okay. Um, this is actually a true thing that happens, and I don't know if I've said this before, but my wife and one of my good friends will sometimes turn on Dr. Mario, because they both love it, and they will make me play. Dr. Mario, so they can laugh at me. Oh, so you're oh, really bad. No. Yeah, this is like a real thing. Well, you know you know how Dr. Mario is oriented. So, top down, right? The pills top down and you yeah. flip. Yeah. I don't, for some reason, when I look at it, I want to match things up lengthwise. Or not uh, widthwise, not lengthwise. So, I want to play Dr. Mario sideways. <laughs> so, and that does not really work out, and you can do it so... It's difficult. Yeah, well, and that's just how my brain, for whatever reason, uh, orientates it. So I'm sitting there trying to do it, and they're laughing, and it's just not meant to be played that way. And I'm 
that's how I'm trying to play it. And yeah, it never goes very well. So I, I've been bad at this since I was a child. So I just didn't play more to get any better. And now they, because they're both pretty good on it, they just, uh, super comedy. They like love to throw on Dr. Luigi on the, uh, on the Wii U and, and just like, Oh, here, you take a turn. And they just point and laugh at me. It's kind of sad. But you're not one of those people. Like some people are like, I will win. Don't you tell me otherwise I'm going to win. And if I don't win, I'm going to have a fit. <laughs> I am a competitive person. Um, I don't think I'm that bad. I'm a, I'm a gracious winner and loser, but I definitely, if we're competing, I'm trying very hard to win. Okay. Well, that's fair. And, and Cam, how is your uh, Dr. Mario playing um, attitude? <laughs> I, it's, it's all, it is what it is, right? You know, Sometimes you have a competitive game and uh, it's right down to the wire and you end up losing and you want to throw the controller or you do throw the controller. Um, well, I love Dr. Mario. It's, it's, to this day, it's, uh, it's still a great competitive game. Yeah, so that's good. Some people, so you're probably somebody it's safe to play with without, you know, killing yeah. each other. <laughs> yeah, I, I get more com- competitive, maybe not comp- competitive is the wrong word, but Playing a single-player game and then screwing up, I get more angry at myself and start kicking and punching and throwing stuff. Um, I, I don't know why that is. I guess because I'm, you know, single-player game. You're basically playing against yourself to see how good you can do against this game. And um, yeah, we, you know, you're yelling at your thumbs to move faster or something, or the couch because it's not comfortable enough. Who knows? Yeah, or the TV or whatever else is. Yeah, I get that. I can see that. I think I'm likely the same way. Or the, or the dog because he looked at you while you were playing. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jumped in your lap. You're like, oh, you screwed that game up. See, I, I, when I'm playing Dr. Mario, I hope my dog intervenes. Just like, please. Save just, me. Yeah, save me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I have uh, one of my dogs actually will sit there and watch play video games until like for two, three hours before she falls asleep. Like she just friggin loves it. Yeah. My, my dogs don't engage in TV at all. Um, Oh really? No. And I I keep hearing about people's cats and dogs. You know, it'll be gone. They totally ignore it. They just laid it, lay down with us and go to sleep. No, that's fair. Yeah. 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 Same here. My dogs, they'll, they'll never look at the TV. They'll, they'll just stare at me while I'm, I'm, watching tv or, or playing video games right oh, that's so funny because if the cat our cat's really bad for that and the the c-a-t not the k-a-t <laughs> let's clarify that right. the actual you know c-a-t and i can hear john like he'll be playing a game and he'll be like bentley stop staring at me <laughs> <laughs> i'm not joking it happens often oh, i believe it so yeah no i don't sit there and stare at him while he plays video games you should. Oh you, my god, could you imagine? Cat and cat stare at John. Yeah, I, I'm going to do that next time. I'm going to secretly record it, and then I'll send you a video, Johnny. You'll get uh, a good laugh out of it. I will get a good laugh out of that. <laughs> I wonder if John will have a fit. Uh, hopefully he does, and keep that on camera as well. <laughs> it could be good. It could be the next like YouTube viral thing. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's move on from that. And where Where are we, Cat? Do we need to... I think we're about 40 minutes in, so should we start asking our rundown questions here? Yeah, I think that's a, a good thing to close out the way uh, we normally do. So, uh, Cam, what have you been playing recently, or do you have something that you're about to start playing? Um, yeah, I briefly mentioned I'm I'm playing Lufia right now on the uh, on the Super Nintendo. So, uh, you know, an hour here, an hour there, dungeon here, dungeon there, just getting through it. Um Pretty good game. Uh, great uh, RPG. Typical, very typical feeling of the time. Um, the translation is just terrible, <laughs> which is also uh, you know typical of the time. Um, healing magic is strong, which I would never would have guessed that. Um, aside from that, I I was playing a lot of Blazing Lasers recently. Um, I go in spurts where I just want to play a lot of Blazing Lasers, and I finally beat it for the first time on Thursday, which was a pretty epic moment of my life, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Blazing Lasers is tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I have it on uh, I have it on the Wii, and the virtual right console on. for the Wii. That's my, was my first time I played Blazing Lasers. Yeah, right on. Oh, it's one of the best shooters around there. But yeah, um, difficulty to match for sure. 
Well, those are and, all good things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what else? What else? Um, yeah, just got my copy of Twilight Princess HD today, and that'll be on tap after uh, after I take care of Lufia. I don't want to be playing two different, like, really involved games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, you just can't hop back and forth between games like that. Like, it just doesn't work for me. Um, I might be able to play, like, Lufia and then a platformer at the same time, right? You know, a couple hours of Lufia and then, uh, you know, on board of this, let's play some Mega Man, just for example, right? But two games with very, uh, very, like, involved gameplay, involved storylines, I, no, not for me. That's fair. I can see that. I, I'm, I'm the same way. I can't do, I can't do two games like that simultaneously. And Johnny, what have you been playing? Pinball? Um, yes. Yeah, I've been playing a little bit of pinball. I picked up a few pinballs on the on the GBA and Game Boy Color, so I was testing those out. Very Finally cool. got that Little Mermaid 2 Pinball Frenzy that I've had my eye on, complete in box. You laugh, but that is a true story. I love pinball of all sorts, and the fact that it was like a weird Disney pinball, I was, uh, I, I've enjoyed it so far. I've only played about 20 minutes of it. Pretty good. I'm also playing Zelda, because I love some Zelda as well. About two or three hours into Zelda right now. Awesome. Uh, the remake. And uh, I even opened up the Amiibo. That was hard for me. But I, I knuckled under and I, I just opened the package. That was, you know, it was it was tough work. But <laughs> you did I, it. I did it. I did, maybe I sweated a little bit and I was like, you know, I got to a point where I almost didn't do it and had to t- talk to my wife and she said, just do it. And then, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, uh, I, I did feel some internal conflict about opening it just because, one, the box then looks weird without it in there, right? Because the way the HD box is, the front of it is you were basically looking at the amoeba. So if you totally destroy that package, then you have like a weird space uh, in between that and the game, which I don't like. I guess you could put that, uh, the mangled packaging in the back. Um, Anyways, my own OCD struggle there. Uh, the the thing that convinced me was that it opens a a secret dungeon or a new dungeon, so that's why. I did. Okay, well that's fair. And, I'm facing uh, the same struggle. I haven't opened my amiibo yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> that that's the thing, right? It it uh, it'll unlock that secret dungeon for you where you can get a bottomless wallet. So something to think about. Also, if you have any of the other Amiibos, I have one other open Amiibo, and it's Link, um, and he provides a bonus in-game as well. Oh, no way. Yep. So Very some cool. of these Amiibos, they do some things. Kat, what about you? What are you playing? Um, I'm kind of trying to reinvest myself in uh, Paper Jam. I've been so busy, and I'm kind of just, eh, I don't know. i got to give it another try. I feel like I will like it eventually. I'm just kind of on the fence right now. Other than that, tonight I'm going to play some Borderlands and do something mindless, which is good. I just want to relax, kick back, and play some games that I don't really have to think about. I just want to shoot things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. One, just give up on Paper Jam. It's, it's over. No, it's not. No, I have li- tones to find still. <laughs> no, no. Look, there's a new one coming out. A new Paper Mario specifically. So just bench this one. It's over. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. I'm just giving up. I can't... I still haven't got gone downstairs and got the 3DS. So if I have to play it on the 2DS, I think I might give up anyway. <laughs> I, I've... All the reviews I've read, not so great. My wife has it now, and she started to play it, and was like, this sucks. Yeah, it's it's just not what I thought it was going to be, so that's alright. That's okay. Borderlands will solve everything. I, I did want to mention, I Life is Strange, and I don't think we touched on it last week, and that was great. You should play Life is Strange, so we can talk about Life is Strange. <laughs> oh my god. And how was Life is Strange? It was great. Was it? Yeah, it was fantastic. Well, that's good. Yep, really good. Probably like an 8.5 or 9 out of 10 for me. And I, you know, really enjoyed it. It's not like an action game. It's just a choice-based game and a puzzle game. So while you have to think about it, it doesn't require complete attention all the time, like locked in. But there's a right. lot of uh, things to see in it and a lot of branching pathways. And, um, yeah, you should definitely play it so we can talk about it. 
Okay, I will put that on my my list of games to play. I feel like I need a list. I feel like I need some direction, like you are going to play this next. Uh, fine, done. Uh, I'm someone who has like six or seven lists at all times, so... I'll, yeah, I'll I know sure how you feel one. about a good list. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, list is a very nice thing. It's, it's comforting structure. Okay, well, you just keep giving me games to add to my list, and I will form a very nice, properly formatted, pretty list. Excellent. Kay. Glad to hear it. Done. <laughs> Easy enough. <laughs> All right, so then let's move on to Cam. What have you bought lately? What have I bought lately? Well, obviously Twilight Princess HD would be lately. That was just been a couple days now. Um, today I went to the flea market and I was surprised to see some Turbo Graphics games there because that's not usually a thing. I ended up picking up uh, Psychosis for the Turbo, which was awesome. Um, very good uh, vertical shooter, which I'm going to give a shot tonight, now that I've beat Blazing Lasers. Is that a pun? Um, Are you going to give that shooter a it, shot? It wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> um, that's how slow I am. <laughs> no, we should all give shooters a shot. I, I think that's a fair statement. What do you think, Kat? Yeah, no, I'm I'm good with it. I like it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no worries. Um, I haven't picked up a whole lot else lately. A couple weeks ago, uh, through a local classified, um, Kijiji, which we have up here in Canada, which I'm sure Kat knows all about. Oh yeah, Canadian oh, Craigslist. Yeah. Basically, even though we still have Craigslist, um, I was able to pick up R Type and Alien Syndrome on the Master System, which was another thing. You don't really see kicking around in the wild like that. Yeah, so then you've had a, a, a good amount of kind of neat pickups. Yeah, um, sometimes stuff just works out, right? Um, another Kijiji snag I got earlier this week, I, I picked up a, a, a GameCube bundle, which is now my fourth GameCube, which I could just give them away for free. I really didn't want it for the GameCube. But it came with two controllers, uh, first-party controllers, which are in excellent condition. Uh, Metroid Prime was there, Prime 2, Star Fox Adventures, and four, uh, Zelda Four Swords. So that was a good uh, good little pickup there. Well, that's very good. So yeah. you're just collecting GameCubes for the other things that come with them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> literally. Sometimes it's necessary. Hey, sometimes there's a Game Boy player stuck on the bottom of them too, right? So that always works out. Yes. I love, I love a Game Boy player. It's one of oh. my favorite things. Yeah, how awesome are those things, eh? They are so good that every time Nintendo makes a system that doesn't have one, I get upset. <laughs> you know, I I keep waiting. Like the, uh, sorry, we'll we'll enter rant zone. Uh, the Let's Wii U, the Wii U has two screens. You have the little screen and the big screen, which makes sense to have a DS player, right? Like you have two screens before you couldn't do it. Oh well. You wouldn't have two screens. Couldn't couldn't possibly do it. Was their answer? We have two screens. I don't want to play. Like we all know it. I'm not a big portable guy. I hate them. I hate holding little tiny screens in my hands. I want to play on a big TV. Now it wouldn't work with all games. Some games, you know, obviously uh, they put all of their action on the uh, into the touchscreen portion. But a lot of the newer ones will say when they kind of went away from touch being more of a gimmick. You know, they, they pushed all the action to the top screen and then just augmented uh, with cool maps on the small screen. That's all I'm asking. Just give me a DS player. Make it happen, guys. That's you feel I very want. passionately about it. I do, because I love a Game Boy player. I, I, I'm like, no exaggeration. I think the GameCube with a Game Boy player uh, creates the best Nintendo system ever created. That's your end-all be-all, then. <laughs> you, you can play most of the great Super Nintendo RPGs that way. You yeah, know? that's uh, absolutely true. And you can play all of GameCube's library, and then you can play everything on GBC, and then you can play everything for the original Game Boy. Like, you, you barely get better than that. I mean, with a few things not available, uh, RPG-wise, I mean, there's a few, like, you're Earthbound. You know, you can't really get Earthbound. But there's even ways around that now. That's fair. That, that's a very good point. I mean, and that's, and we're not talking about emulation or any, I mean, because you could say, well, then why don't, why don't you just buy a Wii U and, or a Wii and do emulation or an Xbox or a Raspberry Pi? Yes, okay, yeah, all that's true. But if we're talking about 
an original hardware setup uh, that's fully condoned by uh, the powers that be than a Game Boy, a Game Boy player and a GameCube. Also, uh, with there's a really good controller you can get, uh, like a Hori Super Nintendo controller for the GameCube if you haven't seen it, which is awesome. And then you're just then you're playing with power. <laughs> that was strategically put. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I digress. Anyways, uh, Kat, what are you? What have you bought lately? Um, well, actually, it's been pretty good. Um, uh, Gunstar Heroes for Genesis. Nice. Um, a handful of um, uh, N64 games just kind of checking everything off, which put me up to 200, which cool. was amazing. Nothing, um, you know, nothing super great. Um, WrestleMania 2000 and, you know, more filler things. Um, and then Donkey Kong on Game Boy. Oh, nice. Yeah, so cool. um, just a few things, but you know what? Um, all local, so it was nice to be able to add some things. It was nice to get that um, N64 number up to, like, you know, over that hurdle. Like, I feel like 200s now. It's, like, on the downhill slope. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, those are some good pickups. I mean, you're getting really close on the 64 if you're cresting over 200 now. Yeah, so, and then uh, it'll be the purpose and, you know, of finding all of the rest of the boxes or things that need manuals, because I do really want to do that one, CIV. Well, good luck. (laughs) Getting there. It just takes time. It was one, I was like, you know what, I've I've come to the conclusion I'm never going to have a, a, you know, a a CIV NES set, so I'm I'm going for N64 because I feel like it's more doable. Kind of. I mean, still, everything is so expensive now. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll just keep our fingers crossed that we'll just keep finding good stuff and, uh, you know, it'll take, it'll take time. I, I don't need it to be done tomorrow and I'm not in a big rush, but that is the ultimate end goal at some point. Right on. Very cool. It will happen eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. So it seems like everybody has had some good pickups. Um, except we don't know really what Johnny has picked up because he kind of got on a Game Boy player. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Digressing from all of that. What did I buy? I bought a bunch of garbage for the GBA. <laughs> Just some of the worst stuff. And I'll, I'll explain my, my actions here in a minute. But I also got some, some Super Nintendo titles, some, some more that I need towards the set. The best one, best, I, I used loosely, but uh, Hurricanes for the Super Nintendo complete in box. It was one of the more difficult ones I still had listed. So that's taken care of. Um, last Sunday, and uh, it's, it's currently Sunday right now, so a week ago, um, I woke up and decided, and I don't know why, this is just how I operate, I was like, I wonder how many games uh, Disney has on uh, various Nintendo consoles. So I started looking. I'm like, okay, well, here's what it is on the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, no big deal. And uh, because we all know that you do love a good list. So I looked through that. Super Nintendo, Nintendo, not a big deal. N64, not a big deal. Plus, I have those, you know, pretty much complete now. So no no problems. All right. Just seeing what they were. And I was like, well, I wonder what they are on Game Boy. So I looked. And there wasn't that, that many, like maybe 10 or 15 on Game Boy. And then I was like, okay, well, what about Game Boy Color? Okay. Like 30, it's not so bad. I'm like looking at them. And making my list, going through and, you know, hunting and pecking as I do. I was like, okay, well, how much do these ones cost? Doing the basic research on them. And then I got to GBA. And here's where the wheels really come off the bus. Because you're thinking Disney. You're thinking great games. You know, Mickey's Magical Quest. You're thinking of the classics. You know, Jungle Book. Sleeping Beauty. Even though there's not actually a Sleeping Beauty game on any Nintendo system, which I find super weird. Uh, Snow White. Cinderella, you know, Tarzan, all these Disney favorites, they're all there, all represented, unless you're Sleeping Beauty. I really just, I'm sorry, I'm baffled by it, so I keep bringing it up. I just don't (laughs) understand how you miss one of the premier Disney titles ever created, not represented anywhere on a Nintendo console. Uh, So very confusing. Also, not on a PlayStation console. There's actually no Disney versions of Sleeping Beauty in any game, uh, at least from PlayStation 2 down. As far as I checked back into it, um, GBA, you start to see the modern Disney games come up 
things from the Disney Channel, which, uh, if you're a big fan of That's So Raven or Lizzie McGuire or Phil of the Future, yeah. Okay, Cheetah so... Cheetah Girls. Mm. My comment about your pre-teen Disney show game collecting is correct. Yes, uh-huh, yep. <laughs> I... You know, the the one benefit of all these games is it costs like $2, okay? So they're like between a $1 and a $5 purchase, complete in box. So I uh, I bought a bunch of these garbage. There's a local game store that I knew had a bunch. So I just walked in there and, and uh, you know, I'm the proud owner of Lizzie McGuire 1, 2, and 3. Uh, still holding oh, out. They didn't have a Herbie uh, fully loaded, the, the, new, the new-ish one with uh, Lindsay Lohan. They didn't have that, but I did get my fill of the future and that's so Raven, but you know, going to have to dig hard to find that. So Raven too. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I made a list of yeah. all of these. I made a list. There's a big, it's a big list too. It's over 70 games for what you'd consider Disney titles. And then, you know, the sudden realization that, okay, well, how do I separate this too? Because now Disney has, retroactively acquired Star Wars and Marvel. So am I supposed to count those or do I just leave them off the list or do I just make them a separate list? So I made them separate lists, which would also tie back to the Disney list because I am fond of doing research and, and making lists. No one's ever going to ask for this, I don't think, but I did it. And I, I stopped myself at DS. I'm saving that for later. I feel like this is a whole another level of collecting. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. When I when I say I like just get a wild hair, it you know this is a thing that happens. Uh, it's not you know it's just part of who I am. Where I'm like, well, I want to know what this is. I want to know exactly what's going on. So uh, yeah, that OCD kicks in kind of hard sometimes, and uh, that's how some of this work gets done. People like me, my uh, crazy bout of OCD on a Saturday or on a Sunday morning. Well, it led to some interesting game purchases. <laughs> Yep, that's a super long answer for why I bought uh, 50 or $60 worth of terrible, terrible games. I feel like you need to support that with a good answer, though. Yeah, well, it's like, well, when you buy that so Raven, I feel like you should probably explain yourself. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but if anyone needs a copy of that so Raven, they had an extra. So, cat, you know... No. I think I think I'm good without the, the you know the preteen TV show Disney Game Boy Advance collecting. I'm good. Thank you though. Cam, <laughs> I, I'm okay. I'm still <laughs> trying to I'm still trying to find a copy of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde for Ness. Yeah, speaking of bad games. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you want a copy of that and that so Raven? <laughs> <laughs> Double your pleasure, right? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, eh, play your cards right, I'll throw in a fill of the future. I don't even know what fill wow. of the future is, but it's got like some like, teenager's face on a, the cover of the box looking quizzical. I'm like, okay. Well, this is clearly the best $2 I've ever spent. And never play it. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Like, who is the target market for these games? And what could the gameplay even be like? You know? I don't know. And I you know, and I could know. I could know right now. I have a Game Boy ready to go. Could fire this up, and I'm not even willing to answer that question. It's for the best. Uh well yeah. I'm gonna go with I don't want to damage the box. That's nope. fine. If that's what you need to use for uh, um, that's fine. Any what? way you would need to justify it, man. Yeah, well and that's what I'm gonna use. <laughs> uh, and you can't stop me, so there. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Um, I think that's a, a fine way to close out the episode with me embarrassing myself. And, uh, you know, no one convinced that I didn't buy these to play. Awesome. So, <laughs> hey, Cam, thanks for joining us tonight. Tell us where we can find you on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, 16 underscore bit. Um, no numbers, all words there. And, yeah, give me a shout for sure. Awesome. And Kat? Um, I'm Kat Sylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. And I'm Johnny underscore Iucci, I-U-C-C-I, uh, if you don't know how to spell it yet. Anyways, again, thanks, Cam, for coming on. It was great hearing about your collection and hearing how you do it. We will definitely give you a shout-out. And everyone listening to this, do give him a follow and, and check it out, because his Instagram is pretty impressive. And the, as we touched on in the episode, the best part about his Instagram channel is 
you're not just going to see the same thing over and over and over again. You're going to be exposed to uh, games on all systems, which is a nice change. All right, good night. See ya.